temporary CO. I'm who? There goes the war. Oh, no, no, you don't. I'm unfit for command. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again, Simon. Hi, gentlemen. All right, we're moving on to Season 7. This is Episode 1, Commander Pierce. It's the 148th episode overall. It's directed by Burt Metcalf, teleplay by Ronnie Graham, story by Ronnie Graham and Don Siegel. It originally aired on September 18, 1978, and the production code is T404. Good, I'm glad you're awake. I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt you while you're in a good mood, but... <laughs> Colonel? Oh, oh, what the... Oh, radar. Sir, I'm sorry. I thought you were awake. I heard you laughing. Laughing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I dreamt I came home from the war, and there there was Mildred wearing Honeycutt's mustache. <laughs> Yuck, why would you be laughing? Because it tickled. Sorry. Is this important, or are you just going around waking people? No, there's a phone call. It's i General Embry. Bill Embry? What's that old windbag doing in country? I don't know. You can always ask the old windbag. Zip it, sonny. Maybe if Mildred waxed it. I also have the plot summary. When Pierce is temporarily put in charge of the 4077th, the weight of the responsibility takes its toll. He changes and becomes uptight and authoritarian. Come on, will you please be serious once? We got work to do here. All right, the first order of the day is a drink. Where's the key? With the colonel, I'm happy to say. Potter took the key? He doesn't trust me? Well, if you were him and he was you, would you? That's catchy. Said that to music right away. Radar, cut an order. Cut an order. That's pretty good. The Officers Club bar will remain open daily from 0500. And it will never close. Papa reporting has ordered, sir. Who ordered you? By sense of duty, sir. A soldier's intuition that his new commandant would like to know how that soldier feels about him. Oh, boy. And I feel just great, sir, knowing at last there's somebody behind this desk who understands. Klinger. Have I told you lately how splendid you're looking, sir? Did I say splendid? Handsome is the word. Oh, boy, you can cut it with a fork. Oh, you were built for command. Those shoulders broad enough for four stars. That height. Commander should be tall. Look down on his men. Napoleon didn't do so bad. Klinger, I'm afraid it is not within my purview to grant you a discharge. I know that, sir. But you do have the authority. Let me put it another way. I'm not allowed. Good try, though. It shows initiative, persistence, and a total grasp of unreality. Does this mean you won't? In spades. I should have known. The higher the brass, the lower the class. Sorry, sir. That's just the way I see it. I look forward to your demotion, sir. That makes two of us. My door is always closed. Would you like to look at the duty roster now, sir? You know what's wrong with this job? I'm too accessible. 
From now on, I want a 24-hour palace guard outside these doors. Do I look at the duty roster now, sir? Also, I want a peasant costume so I can slip in amongst my subjects and find out what they're saying about me. Hawkeye, you gotta sign this. You sign it. That's forgery. Well, forge your head, Corporal. Good night. And guest stars in this episode. Well, James Carroll plays Webster, was an American-born Canadian actor and radio personality best known for playing Max Sutton on Wind at My Back, which aired on CBC television from 1996 to 2001. We have Andrew Massett, who played Hoff. Still acting today, Andrew has an impressive 86 credits on his IMDb. Mm. And Enid Kent returns as Lieutenant Bigelow. And we have Jan Jordan, who plays Nurse Baker. Jan appears in nine episodes of M.A.S.H. And, of course, Kelly Nakahara returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamoto. Kelly, I gotta get off tonight. Take my late duty, and then I'll take yours tomorrow night. Yeah, sure, no problem. Baker, you can't trade shifts for tomorrow night. You've already got a shift. Mine. I worked yours last Thursday. Wait a minute, you I promised me that you were gonna work my I'll settle this right now. As of now, there'll be no more trading off of ships. The duty roster is the final word. Oh, but Major, the, the final word. No, I'm your commanding officer, and I must warn you, if this arguing keeps up, you'll all be confined to my quarters, one at a time. Excuse me, uh, Commander. These are my nurses, and I'll handle the situation. I know, Margaret, but there's an easy way to solve this. I don't want to butt in. But he can't resist. You've got to compromise. Baker and Bigelow, take a half night off each. Kelly, you work a third of a shift. Baker a third, Bigelow a third. And then tomorrow you reverse the whole thing. There. Can I rise to an occasion? That's the dumbest schedule I ever heard. Attention, all personnel. Incoming wounded. Choppers and ambulances loaded. That settles it. You're all on duty. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. You want to start us off, man? Yeah, okay. So uh, we see a moustached BJ. This is the first episode <laughs> in which we see BJ's impressive moustache, and it is so referenced to throughout the whole of this episode. Uh, yes. So it's like we, you know, we clearly, um, we clearly don't, you know, don't know about it. So they're having to keep telling us that he's got a moustache. <laughs> and it's funny how Mike Fowl goes from being this kind of you know, nice tidy haircut at the beginning of his realm of mash, really quite fresh yeah. face looking, and now he's quite he's looking quite, you know, uh, rough yeah. around the edges, so to speak. No, and that, that's that's not a criticism. It's just it's funny how they, you know, he's, he's wearing Converse and he's wearing almost kind of seventies, sixties, seventies gear, which is a bit weird. Um, but it's good to see because I'm, I'm, I'm a huge BJ fan, and uh, I like the fact that Winchester and he's cold. Hawkeye and his massive ego when he, he starts taking time, and it, it's good again. But I, we've we've we have had this kind of episode before in which we, we've seen Hawker go a little bit like this. Um, but what I do like is when they're all arguing and Potter's still saying stuff in the background, like he toasts <laughs> up the rebels and no one's taking a blind bit of notice of him. That's such a yeah. wonderful scene, that is. Um, yeah. but, and, and, them to, and BJ and Hawkeye falling out over, you know, BJ running off, you know, to go and help somebody, yet Hawkeye would do exactly the same. Easy with him. If the ride didn't kill him, he'd still get a chance. Prep him. Fast. How is he? Severe internal bleeding. Are you okay? Yeah. Good. Now, what the hell were you doing? You think you can just waltz out of here anytime you want? Not now, Hawk. Don't give me not now. Well, you were driving around playing hero. We were trying to patch together a whole platoon with only two doctors. Hey, I wasn't joyriding. When I go up to an aid station, it's because I'm needed. You should have checked with me first. What you did was wrong. I did exactly what Captain Pierce would have done. I don't know about Commander Pierce. I don't even know Commander Pierce. And I'm not sure I want to. And it's funny how the the burden of command does take it on its toll when you're in charge of the whole camp. 
And I think it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a, a smack in the face for Hawko, Hawkeye. That's what I liked about yeah, it. It's for, like an eye-opener. It yeah. is, yeah, for me sort of like, um, you know, taking advantage of the people in charge to actually see that it's not that easy. It is a 24-7 job. Um, but it's a, it's a cracking episode, though. As I say, there's some really good lines in this. And uh, I, I, I say the pot of toasting bits where he keeps talking and no one's listening is just hilarious. <laughs> really wonderfully played by Morgan on that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. This definitely, I gave it 8 out of 10 uh, again because <laughs> it was just, it's a really solid episode. Uh, I wrote down, it didn't feel like your typical uh, first episode of a season, but mm. as we're talking about it and as I'm thinking about it, it actually did. It, it had the the grandness of a, of a premiere episode. Yeah. Um, I can see why they, because it was obviously the fourth in production, but they definitely bumped it up. Yeah, there's there's a reference to that in the behind the scenes that, about these being yeah. shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, uh, I loved the final scene with Potter. I'm sorry about all these forms, sir, but Captain Pierce got us about two days behind. Don't hold a grudge, Radar. Colonel, we have to do something about the shower schedule. The men are always booked in first, and by the time my nurses get in, there isn't any hot water. And besides, they leave the place a shambles. Are you listening to me? Your nurses are taking cold showers, and the men are leaving the place a mess. What are you going to do about it, Colonel? As soon as I can, I'll look into the lady's shower, so to speak. I hope so. And thank God you're back, sir. Dismissed, and thank you, Margaret. Colonel, I missed you. No. About my heart murmurs, sir. No. My double vision is coming back. No. I've fallen in love with a goat. No. Glad to have you back, sir. Well, that just about does it, sir. I'll send these right off. Well done. Don't mention it. When he's just signing papers... Mm. And, he, and Radar's talking to him. Margaret comes in and complains, and he's still signing papers, and he responds to her. And then Klinger comes in, and he just he's throwing out one you know thing after another. <laughs> um, and Potter doesn't miss a beat, you know, and he's still signing the papers. And at the end, uh, he has um, a great line. Oh, and Radar, one other thing. Bring me back a tall bicarbonate of soda. This place is going to drive me nuts. Uh, but I really enjoyed. I just, I really enjoyed that scene. Uh, that was really funny. I love BJ's mustache because I mean <laughs> that's iconic with the show. When you think of BJ, you think of him with the mustache. Yeah, yeah. Because he spent most of the series with that mustache. Hmm. Uh, and I thought it was funny. Like you said, they they knock you over the head every every. I think every character mentions it. When's he going to take it off? When's he going to do this? When you know. That type of thing. I wonder if it was a, a character thing they wrote for the show, whether it was Mike Favels. Because he doesn't have a moustache now, and I don't think he had a moustache after MASH. Yeah. So well, I wonder if see, it was... In our behind-the-scenes, there's an actual ah. comment on that. Um, but, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was, a really, it was a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. Lots of fun. Uh, just a really good way to start the season. And with, you know, with Hawkeye, and, and you mentioned a lot of this already, Meds, but, mm. you know... He's realizing how hard of a job Potter has, and how much he's part of that. Issue. You know, he's part of that problem because Hawkeye does whatever he wants to do, and he doesn't think about what you know what the, the consequences of his actions are when it comes to being you know Potter. Yeah. And Potter, he's realizing Potter gives him a lot of leeway, and I don't think he appreciated it as much as he does probably now that he realizes how much work it is. Mm. You know, and how. How you have to manage a large group of people with varying personalities. Yeah, exactly. You You're right there. Yeah. Um, and I do. I did love. I love the scene at the end when BJ and Hawkeye were arguing still, 
and you know Potter's doing his toast and he's trying to you know and at the end he's like oh well that was a wasted bottle of whiskey yeah they're still fighting and no one's happy and um, that was a lot of fun but yeah I really really enjoyed this episode it was a really good way to start off season seven so that's how I look behind that desk yuck ah returning to the scene of the crime I hereby give back your command sir if you're interested, I've prepared a detailed report on what you can do with it. I'll wait till the movie comes out. Have a good time with the boys in Seoul? Lots of parties, generals jumping out of cakes? Well, while you were out gallivanting, I was cooped up here with the children. The young clerk with the paper fetish. The Lebanese Machiavelli in a garter belt. Not to mention my roomie, who can't just wait for business to come in. He's got to go out and find it. They are a pesky bunch, aren't they? If you let those people have dessert tonight, you're crazy. Can we water down that temper tantrum? I don't want to. I like being mad. But you're not in charge anymore. I am. And that's another thing. You could have at least left me the key to the liquor cabinet. Are you kidding? Look what you like sober. Um, well done. Don't try to make up to me. Want another? I've wanted another for days. Down this one. We'll take the bottle with us. Where? To your place. Honeycutt could probably use the belt. No, thank you. One thing I've learned on this job, never fraternize with your subordinates. It leads to insubordination. Will you relax? You're going to throw a shoe. You don't know what's been going on here. Oh, don't I? Come on. To the 4077. They're all yours. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I have the first one here. The opening was again reshot for this season to accommodate BJ's mustache. After Hawkeye runs up to the chopper, BJ enters close-up, looks, and nods. In addition, William Christopher is added to the opening credits, and Gene Reynolds receives a production credit in the opening as well. Ah. Uh, yet they, they couldn't do the, uh, you know, refilm the bit where you see the, old, the original Father Mulcahy from the pilot episode. <laughs> of course not, no. no, no yeah. uh, for the first <laughs> time in three seasons, MASH does not open the season with a special 60-minute episode. Yeah, that was my reference. It didn't really feel like a, you know, because those are always two-part episodes. Yeah. Um, and this, this time around, they only did the one episode, but it definitely had, had a, a grand feeling to it. So, I mean, mm. I did like... I did like the episode. Uh, BJ is shown wearing a shirt that has been dyed red. They don't dye their uniforms red until the next episode. Peace on us. Ah. Oh, and here's the, uh, here's the fact. Uh, it was Alan Alder's idea to have Mike Farrell grow a moustache in the seventh season. Farrell kept it for the rest of the show's run. Ah, oh, there we go. There you go. Uh. <laughs> you ask and I found uh, yeah. the fact. <laughs> <laughs> And then we have uh, when Colonel Potter is leaving the swamp as Major Winchester is wheezing and sputtering because of his sinuses, he says to Winchester, Courage, Camilla. The phrase originally comes from Alexander Dumas' 1857 play Camilla, The Lady of Camillas, in which Monsieur Duval tells Camilla, Courage, Camilla, courage. Hey. Ooh, that was a long quote there. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, the, sh the show went from being shot on film, season one to season six, to now being on video, season seven to season 11. I had no idea. I thought that was a really cool yeah. behind the scenes. I had not a clue that they, they switched over. The quality, I, I don't notice it. Maybe, you know, people who are very into film versus video, but um, it's definitely mm. a lot cheaper. I understand why they did it, and it became more accessible. Yeah. yeah. All right, we have a fun fact here. Dr. Michael DeBakey 
is the physician who is given credit for being responsible for creating MASH units for the U.S. Army. He died on July 2008, just two months shy of his 100th birthday. Oh, that's a severe case of party pooping, that is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Doctor, as much as I hate to admit it, you ran that siege pretty well. We were great for half a staff. Then that honeycut, where is he? Technically, he's AWOL, you know. I could throw the book at him. I don't believe what I'm hearing. Since when did you join the Army? Since it was left to me. If only Frank Burns could see you now. It's not so easy to play the clown when you have to run the circus, is it? You finished, Major? Just one more thing. Permission to say it serves you right, sir. Permission denied. Dismissed. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. You can either go to our main website and there is a PayPal button. Or you can go to patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash geekyfanboy. And you can become a monthly donator to our podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right, so I think that's going to do it for this episode. Definitely a a great way to start Season 7 off. Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. All right, well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Hi, Anakin. I'm home. Colonel, come on in. Brought you a snort. Hey, thanks. Little change from Uncle Ben's perverted rice juice. <laughs> you two do know each other, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Colonel, I'm glad you're back. I can't tell you how glad I am you're back. What's that supposed to mean? It means I'm glad he's back. Down the hatch. You just won't admit to going out there without telling me it was the wrong thing to do. I did what I thought was right. You're only angry because somebody else made a decision. It's my job to make the decision. Was your job. Up the rebels. I think the real reason you did it was to spite me. Spite you? I don't believe this. How do you get your head through doorways with that ego? You just won't admit you couldn't handle it. You see? You see what I've been putting up with? Do you have any idea what he's been like the last couple of days? Genghis Khan was bigger laughs. In your eye. Considering what I had to work with, I think I did a damn good job. Well, that makes one of you. Oh, yeah? If you weren't so busy trying to undermine my authority... <laughs> why aren't you helping me? You should be right in the middle of this. You're the, you're the commander. And I'm acting like one, staying out of it till I'm needed. It's all in the timing, son. There's a time to step in and a time to back off. Pull the reins too tight and the horse will buck. You had good people under you. You should have let them go through their paces. You know, this is pretty good. Someone should be writing this down. To my golden tongue. Okay, okay, let's say I overreacted. A little. Let's say a lot. Amen. And you? Yeah. You're lucky you didn't run off when I was here, or your fanny'd be hanging from the flagpole. Well, don't sit there like a couple of moon calves. Drink up and shake hands already. That's an order, boys. You know how ridiculous you two look? You want to make nice? Well, next time I'll know what to do. Hopefully there won't be a next time. What's that supposed to mean? Oh, no. Oh, come on. Will you get off it? 
No, 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 no. You meant something by that. What was it? Come on, what was it? Nothing, for crying out loud. You are really a pip, you know that? All that good whiskey shot to hell. I'm a pip. You are a pip. Because I don't want you to talk to me like you... you General, listen, Benjamin Franklin Pierce is what you've been Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license, all rights reserved. He changes and becomes uptight and authoritarian. Yay. James Cavill plays Webster, was an American-born Canadian actor, actor, eh? Yeah. We have Andrew Mass... Andrew? What the... What? <laughs> okay. Courage, Camilla. He says to Winchester, Courage, Camilla. Mm, let me do it again.